calling all musicians, bands, songwriters, and music producers. If you need somebody to review a contract, draft up an agreement, or just have your back in a negotiation, contact me, music attorney Randy Ojeda. I've negotiated record label deals, publishing and management deals, sync licensing deals, and so much more. So find out what my firm can do for your music career. Head to randyohedalaw.com and book a consultation now. Welcome to a most metal edition of Cigar City Radio. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda, and making the magic happen, Mr. Jason Solanus. Take a wild guess what I had for dinner last night. Um, I think I'm about to find out. You are about to find out. It's nothing crazy. <laughs> no, honestly. no, I think I, I, I know exactly where this is going. No, it's scrumptious. You no, think you know where no, this is going. I, I know exactly no, where it's no, going. No, no, no. So I went to Publix. Uh, okay. And I got a foot-long sub. Okay. It was buffalo chicken. All right. I know I know where you're going with this. It had provolone cheese and blue cheese. Uh-huh. And speaking of metal, I turned my bathroom into a... F- I thought I thought there was going to be something happening in this room. Where, mind you, we're in a very small room right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't going to fart into the mic. Okay, all right. That's yeah, good. yeah I'm all right, Thanks for that. You're welcome anytime. Our guest on this episode is Krista Shipperbottom, the vocalist from melodic death metal band Lutharo. Their sophomore album, Chasing Euphoria, will be released March 15th on Atomic Fire Records. The band is also embarking on a North American tour, the All Hells Breaking Loose Across America tour. With three Florida stops, March 22nd in Cape Coral, March 23rd in Panama City, and May 4th in Pompano Beach. Find tickets and more info at lutharo.com. So here it is, Lutharo. here with vocalist Krista Shipperbottom from the Canadian metal band Luthero. Krista, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Living the dream, you know, making the magic happen. You know how I do. Mm. Yeah. I feel that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So lots of exciting stuff going on in the Luthero world right now. Um, I know, you know, there's a new single, Reaper's Call, new album coming out, Chasing Euphoria. Um, but I want to start with talking about the All Hells Breaking Loose Across America tour, which is <laughs> which is quite a mouthful, but it's fun to say. You're right. Uh, <laughs> it is. You're on. You're you're going to be on tour with Raven, and what's cool about this is that you're actually starting the tour starts March 22nd in Cape Coral, Florida, which is where mm-hmm. based we're based in Tampa, Florida, so um, about two hours away, and then it ends May 4th back in Florida in Pompano mm-hmm. Beach. Yeah. But you basically <laughs> you basically go across the entire country and even back into Canada and then you come back. So uh, that's exciting. I mean, is this the is this the longest tour that the band's been on? Yeah, it it will be now. Um, I mean, the Elstrom tour was a month long and then we came back for a day and then went off to Germany. So, I mean, oh, wow. they were two different tours, but they were about the same length ish but this is the longest full 
tour in like one go. Just like a straight run, you know. Mm -hmm. But you do, I mean, you do go back home for a little bit, right? Like you're, I know you're, you're going to be in Toronto at least on tour or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, we start off basically, I guess, in Hamilton, really, which is our hometown. Um, and we're doing our CD release show then. And then, cool. yeah, somewhere in the middle, we hit Toronto. But I mean, it's only for a night. So like, yeah. maybe if we're lucky, we can get some laundry done or like a shower or something. <laughs> right. It's a nice little tease of home life, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, my cats are going to hate me. I don't even know if I want to go in the house. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you got to yeah, be upset. <laughs> oh, man, poor, poor cats. We're going to they're, they're going to have to survive without you for a while. huh? I know. I don't know how they're going to do it. They like if they could crawl into my skin, they would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they would love that. They would love that. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's super exciting. Is it your first time touring in Florida? Like coming here to the state? Uh, no, we went to Florida for a couple of dates uh, on the Elstrom tour. Oh, okay. Um, we were there. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. That was, I think, um, one of the first dates. It was near the beginning of the tour. So, yeah, it was nice. It was nice to be warm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and, and you're coming at a good time. Like it's, you know, in mm -hmm. March, it's very, uh, you know, it's still kind of cool, um, but it's very... Uh, it's probably much warmer than things are in, in Canada. So, oh, yeah, we've had a pretty um, warm winter so far. Knock on wood. Um, like it yeah. hasn't been too bad, but I don't know. <laughs> it could turn around and have, I don't know, snowstorms in March for all we know. It's so unpredictable. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, I, yeah, I know how that goes. I, I went to law school in Chicago and lived there for uh, a few years. So I know ah. um, I've experienced winter, even though I'm a I'm a true, you know, warm blooded Floridian. <laughs> so um yeah, it's not fun no no i don't i don't recommend it on anybody i love i love <laughs> i would much prefer warm weather um me too so, although although come talk to me in august and maybe i'll think a little bit differently when it's like 100 degrees outside and you know that is true and there's like no escape <laughs> no no none whatsoever so so you're from hamilton ontario canada that's correct mm-hmm um yes. what's the scene like there is are there are there other metal bands is it you know i know we've we actually our first ever guest on the podcast this was years and years ago was um the band junior boys and they're from hamilton okay. ontario um but oh, they're nice. like they're like in the electronic scene so it's very different from you know the metal world i can imagine for sure yeah yeah um there's a really big hardcore scene here mm. um and I feel like things have really changed because of the pandemic. Like there was a lot of bands that um, kind of dropped out of the scene and then new ones came in and took their place. So um, I feel like all the bands that we played with before the pandemic don't exist anymore or aren't doing as much anymore. And now mm. it's like we're playing with all new bands. Oh, so, wow. I mean, the scene still exists. It's just like, whoa, where did, where do they come from? All of a sudden, it's like not familiar faces anymore, which is strange, but exciting that it's still um, still happening. There's still new bands and young uh, people still making music, you know? Yeah, no, I, I think the pandemic was kind of the the great equalizer, you know? So a lot of people, like yes. you said, you know, a lot of people stopped playing and stopped, you know, mm -hmm. doing creative endeavors, which is unfortunate. But in its wake, you know there's there's a lot more you know younger newer bands that are vying for those spots you know for sure because yeah. i mean when we first entered the scene um we were 
like 21, I think. And now we're 30. Wow. <laughs> so I mean, like, yeah. You've been yeah, doing this for 20, a long 21. time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's we're awesome. trying. That's awesome. I feel like we like didn't hit the map until like maybe like our mid twenties though, I'd say. Yeah. It's like a lot of that, those younger years were, um, we're children, so you can understand. Yeah. You were just having a good time. <laughs> How it right? sounded. Yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. And and you've been, the band's been <laughs> um, independent for most of that run, right? But I know you recently signed to mm -hmm. Atomic Fire Records. Um, they're putting out um, the album Chasing Euphoria on March mm -hmm. 15th. And uh, what's it? What, what was it like signing to a record label for the first time? Pretty crazy because it's something we've wanted for a long time um, and something we tried for years to get. So, I mean, um, we kind of put feelers out for the new album for a while and for um, like many different labels and stuff. And like when they messaged us, we were just like, are we reading this right? Is this spam? Like, yeah. <laughs> is this for real? So it was really exciting just to get our music on like a bigger platform is huge for us. Yeah, no, it's and to not have to do all the work yourself, I'd imagine would, is is nice. It's still a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, of course, lot, of course. I'm not I'm not trying to downplay it. It's, you know, yeah. being in a band is a ton of work, but having that having a you know support structure with a label, I'm sure is is much nicer than, you know, DIY sure. everything. You know. Yeah, exactly. And having lots of different connections all of a sudden too, you know. Yeah. Um, from like just being an independent band. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the album Chasing Euphoria. It's it comes out, mm -hmm. like, like I said, March 15th on Atomic Fire Records. Um, the single new single is called Reaper's Call, but there's been a couple videos put out um from the record now, I think. So um this is your second album. What what can what can the fans expect from this one? Um, it's kind of, I mean, we've always been a band that our, um, our genre is kind of hard to place. People don't yeah. really know what umbrella to put us under. Yeah. Um, and I feel like High Wraith had a lot of that, but this album is even worse for it. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, it's very all over the place, but it works so well together. Like it, it flows um so nicely but yeah there's a lot of experimenting i know for myself i experimented with a lot of different vocal techniques um and textures and whatnot and we put a lot of um attention into detail where i feel like other albums we didn't know as much so we kind of um shied away from it or we just didn't know that it existed to put detail where some things needed to be um so yeah there's a lot of detail it's very dynamic it's very um very emotional very energetic too um awesome and yeah <laughs> you touched on the vocals and i think you know one one of the things that impresses me about lutero is your vocal range you know you're able to go from like a guttural growl to like a rob halford like <laughs> falsetto you know seemingly <laughs> instantly you. you know so that, that's mm -hmm. super impressive um Thank is, you. Has, is that something you've kind of always been able to do or are you feeling like now that you're you know on album two you're you're able to really put that that out there I think um it's something I've always played around with but it's something that I've gotten better at 
um, I feel like because I used to false chord scream, um, and now I fry scream, which has for whatever reason made my falsetto singing so much better. I don't know if it's like, I've gotten more like umph in like my gut from it. Like it's more powerful or the placement has really helped me, but I feel like because I have that balance now, like those things are just getting better and better. Whereas before I would use it kind of sparingly because I'd be like, okay, um, I don't want to like kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I don't want to bite off more than I can chew, but with this, it feels more effortless. So yeah. Yeah. So go back to those those different types of screaming styles. What, what, Mm -hmm. what exactly are you talking about there? Just so the listeners know. So with a false chord scream, it's more like you got that like cookie monster kind of sound. It's like a rush of air. Yeah. Um, so the more you traditional, take, like, in... the more traditional exactly. death metal sound. Yeah. Yeah. And it's more of a guttural lower sound and you can't usually hold a note as long. It's just more of like a push of air. So you listen mm. to like Angela Gasso or Johan from Amon Amarth. Um, they both use that style of growl. And then with your fry scream, it's more of like um, you're letting air go slowly and um, the placement is almost like higher up in your sinuses. And it's like um, more of like a resonance in like your sinuses and everything. And it's a lot quieter. So like a fry scream is basically the... um, the volume of like my speaking voice almost. But once it hits the microphone, it sounds huge because of the frequencies it gives right. off. Um, yeah. Um, That's probably better for your voice uh, in the long run, right? For mm-hmm. sure. Like, I mean, um, for like false chord screaming, it can also be. Um, I found it really tiring for myself um, because of what I was doing vocally, like mixed in with it. I think people who are just doing false chord screaming, it's a lot easier. Um, but yeah, and also the fact that with false chord, you're not actually using your true vocal cords. So that's something that is a plus about false chord screaming is you're just blowing the vocal cords open in a sense and your <laughs> tissues are flapping around. Um, but yeah, fry screaming can be dangerous because you are using your true vocal cords. And if you're not breathing properly, you're going to really mess it up. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I could go on with this topic forever. I <laughs> I, I, I would love you to. I think this is I think it's fascinating. You know, I. Um, yeah. yeah, it's something that most singers uh, don't have to think about is, you know, how mm. they're how exactly how, you know, these screams are affecting their vocal cords and you know what they're doing sure. I mean, you're performing night in and night out it's got to be it's got to be straining for sure i mean if you're doing it properly it isn't the one thing i will say is um the lack of sleep is what gets you on tour sure. and um talking at venues talking loudly because like there's music blaring over the pa and everything the whole time so you're yelling at like having a conversation so that is what messes me up the most is that and lack of sleep. <laughs> Cause I mean, you don't account for that. <laughs> no, there's, there's nothing you can do about lack of sleep. That's just, you know, yeah. it's par for the course when you're <laughs> on the road. So the single reapers call, uh, the music video has you guys in kind of like a, a dungeon like setting, if you, if you will, mm-hmm. um, performing, <laughs> performing the track. Um, how did that, how did the video come together? What did, what was the the concept behind it? 
So we actually heard from a friend because we've seen these um, photos that were taken of our friends like during a photo shoot. And we we're like, oh, my God, that place looks really cool. Um, and it's basically just like a big warehouse that's um, not really being used for anything, but like photo purposes or like um, music videos. So mm. it's like a big open warehouse space. But when you go downstairs is where that like dungeon kind of look is. It's all like stone and everything. And it's got like tunnels which is where i'm walking through and some of the scenes which right. a funny thing about that is the fact that i'm holding a wine bottle and those tunnels used to be used back in the day during prohibition to smuggle alcohol which we had no idea about oh wow until it was just like a funny coincidence yeah. um but yeah so um we found that place and we're like okay this is perfect we want something that looks pretty like dark and gloomy and stuff and yeah, yeah the the tunnels were an added plus really <laughs> oh that's that's really cool yeah and I, I noticed you had the wine bottle with you so i didn't know if that was uh you know i guess that wasn't even a callback to the prohibition stuff it was just a funny coincidence no it was like just like given like the subject matter of the song it made sense but it was just hilarious that that kind of like went hand in hand with what it was previously used for <laughs> yeah what are the odds of that? <laughs> right. So I I have to ask. Mm. I I don't know if I I didn't I didn't see this anywhere else. But the band name Luthero mm -hmm. is that is that a is that like a Tolkien thing? Is a yes. It's an Elvish word for um enchanter or the enchanter. The enchanter. Okay. Uh, yeah. I knew I knew it was something Tolkien esque. It just sounds. It just has that sound. Yes. I think I think the last <laughs> yep. album was a Tolkien reference too. Right. Or, or am I wrong? On um, that? high right? No, yeah. I'm. I'm trying to think of what I feel like. That's it's a Welsh word or something like that. Mm. I can't fully remember. Um, but yeah, that like that word I just fell in love with. I seen it somewhere on the internet, and I was like, "This is so cool because it's such a hard thing to define because it's more of a feeling." than an actual word i don't know how to explain it like you have to like kind of tap into your senses to understand it and that's what i really loved about it how did the word luthero come you know come into play is it just you know definitely from lord of the rings yeah. um <laughs> yeah. because yeah we love lord of the rings and we're like it would be cool to have like an elvish word and then i went online and looked through like the elvish dictionary and everything and then just kind of seeing something that um popped out to us and it means the enchanter. So are are you, you know, yes. are you the enchanter? Is the band enchanting? We're the enchanters. <laughs> You're the enchanters. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I guess so. Like, it, I, I mean, like bands are kind of doing that. They're enchanting people with like their art or their music or whatever they choose to do in their performance. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really want to want to go here, but I definitely think it's, it's a conversation worth having, but um, you know, there's not a lot of women fronted metal bands, you know, so mm -hmm. um, what is it like, you know, being being a woman in a metal band in the scene? Like, I know it's I know things have probably changed over the last few years, but how are, you know, do, for are people, sure. Are people treating you OK? That's what I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> are you OK, girl? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it definitely has gotten better over the years. Like there has been so many years where people don't even know that I'm in the band. They're just like thinking I'm doing merch or like right. they won't give me the, 
the stamp to get into the venue or whatever because they think that I'm like a girlfriend or whatever, you know. So there's always been that. Um, there's also people who like to think that we're a, a gimmick because we have a girl vocalist. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. like she couldn't possibly be talented. She's just there to look good. Um, uh, awful. <laughs> so, I mean, you run into that and, um, people think that yes, because you're a woman, you're like leading with your sexuality or something to get somewhere in the industry where it's, totally not that like if they actually go back and listen to the things that these females are doing how they're performing and how much work it takes it's like yeah. you have no idea man <laughs> yeah it's like you got to work twice as hard for half as much recognition you know 100% yep it's so true just to like earn that respect it sucks but it's it is what it is you know yeah <laughs> but but do you find cuz I, I feel like there's more like women fronted bands like started popping up nowadays like do, so are you For seeing sure. that when you're on the road and that there's you know that that's more yeah prevalent? yeah like i mean it's it still feels like it's very rare that we do play with um other bands with female members even though yeah there is a lot more popping up everywhere but yeah it, it just seems like um it's still very male dominated i don't know but yeah when especially... i get the chance to play with another female i'm like all over it i'm like hell yeah like yeah. <laughs> let's share tips and everything you know like um when we played with unleash the archers um great band Brittany, yeah so good i was doing my warm-ups and Brittany was just like oh like try this and this instead you'll hit the note this way better and i was like thank you yeah <laughs> i was like i appreciate that and i'm just like coming from her too i'm just like oh <laughs> that's a yeah, real that's yeah the sweetest yeah wow, that was great. really cool yeah <laughs> yeah because because metal like it, it is kind of a boys club i mean it, it or at least mm -hmm. it feels that way you know um yeah so so it's cool to see you know the scene sort of expanding into into um you know just other genders and different perspectives and like not only like girls just like being more popular in metal but like just seen as like an even like an equal person yeah like you said <laughs> you not I mean? not a gimmick not uh, yes. uh you know not a marketing tool but just like you're just part of the band just like anybody else you know exactly and they look past all of the the looks and just go straight to the talent which is nice you know yeah. I always found that super unfair um, because, you know, guys can just like throw on whatever black T-shirt and jeans <laughs> so and get on stage and do whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, I feel like you probably mm -hmm. have to spend so much time just getting ready for the show because there's an expectation that, you know, mm -hmm. you look you have to look a certain way, you know. For sure. And I mean, in my younger years um, as a band, I was really afraid to dress very feminine too because i didn't want to be perceived as like that gimmicky girl the the sexy female vocalist blah 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 i didn't want to mm -hmm. be that because i wanted people to respect me which is so crappy yeah. to think of now now like i just wear whatever makes me feel good and i'm just like if people are going to sexualize me they're going to do it, it yeah. they can do it whether i'm wearing baggy pants and a baggy shirt or like something like a tight suit or whatever you know right. They're going to say whatever they want. And now I'm just kind of like, whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever makes you feel good. You know? Yeah. Well, that's as metal as it gets. Like, there's nothing more metal than not giving a fuck. You know? Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what metal is. It's so true. Very true. Have you had like 
really bad encounters with people on the road or anything like that? Um, there's been some interesting people. Um, <laughs> like I feel like every every girl in a band gets um, some interesting some interesting people, some interesting people in their DMs and stuff oh, and um, at the merch table and everything. Uh, but I mean, uh, I just do my best to kind of fluff it off, <laughs> really. <laughs> Be nice, yeah. you know what I mean? But um, not too nice because you don't want any stalkers, I guess. <laughs> and the guys yeah. are really good for looking out for me too. So like I can, I can hold my own, but they're also, they're really good with yeah like especially like at night and stuff um there's a lot of places we play that have been pretty sketchy and the guys are like yeah we're gonna um walk with you to these places yeah. <laughs> you know so yeah. they're really good for that <laughs> again so unfair that you have to think that way but i guess that's mm -hmm. the reality of of being a woman you know yeah in yeah. any aspect of life really not just in metal and just like any any part of life really any woman feels that way so yeah it sucks but it's the world we live in <laughs> yeah yeah uh, this is uh, this is probably going to embarrass my wife talking about this but we just got we just got a new car and um she was telling me that she doesn't want to have to ruffle through her purse mm -hmm. to find her keys like late at night if she's trying to get into the car like she wants to be able to just tap it and open the door hundred percent yeah and i was like that i I never even thought about that. Like, that's not mm -hmm. a thought that crossed my mind. I just, you know, I just figured yep. you, you just reach in your pocket or whatever and grab your keys. But most of her clothes don't have pockets. So it's like, you <laughs> yes, know, you got to put it in too. your purse. And then and then, yeah, that yes. can be a dangerous situation if you're if you're fumbling through your purse looking for keys and, you know, there's somebody there. That's just terrifying. Hundred percent. That and also looking in the back seats of your car too to make sure there's no one in there already. Like there's I, just yeah, so I'm many always, scenarios. <laughs> I'm always looking out for clowns though. Like I, you know, yeah. making sure there's oh, no God. clown in the back seat of my car, you know, or or checking terrifying. behind the uh the the shower curtain to make sure there's nobody hiding oh, in God. there. Oh <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah, yikes. <laughs> so just going back to to the music a bit a little bit, but um so you said your sound is is kind of hard to pin down, and that's probably really frustrating for metalheads because metalheads love to yes. be hyper specific <laughs> about the genre, you know. Yes, so, they do. <laughs> so what would what would you describe your sound as? Like, what what do you call it? Uh, we joke around and we call it custom metal. Custom it's like, metal. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> it's like a custom piece of like everything. You okay. got like multiple like metal genres going on. But then you also have influences from like blues. I have influence from like R&B and some pop and stuff too, thrown in yeah. with the metal. Like there's so many of my choruses that are like really upbeat and almost poppy because they're yeah. really like catchy and like, yeah, like <laughs> dancey almost. Sure. You yeah. know, so yeah, I don't really know. It's, it's kind of hard to, um, besides custom metal or the lost and found bin, I like to call it too. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. That's an, yeah, yeah, just kind of a little bit of everything Yeah, um, sprinkled in. Yeah, Because when I first heard about the band, it was described to me as melodic death metal, you know, mm -hmm. which I think is just kind of not telling the full story. You know, I, I mean, I guess it could be melodic death metal because there's melody and there's death metal, but that's, yeah. that's kind of where it stops. You know, like I wouldn't put you in the same bin as other like mellow death bands. 
you know. For sure. Yeah, like it's a big portion of it. But then, yeah, there's so much more to it, too. Like even like a lot of people will even throw us under like power metal like oh, that sure. umbrella, yeah, yeah. too. And I'm just like. But not quite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I didn't hear any songs about dragons or, you know, the yeah, Night Riders right? of Doom or anything. So I don't know <laughs> if it'd be. I don't know if it'd necessarily fall under power metal either, but yeah. Nah, that would be earlier in our career, probably. Before yeah. I started screaming, it was more power metal-esque, but now not so much. <laughs> right on. And uh, has, what about the the lyrics and the lyrical themes? Like, is it, you know, you, it was early on, was it more power metal? And now it's, you know, it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, earlier on, um, even like before Beast, it was more like majestic and magical and fairy tale-esque i guess and now it's like me just writing about my life and my feelings basically yeah um because like if i can't connect to it then i can't perform in a way that like actually comes across as like genuine you know like i can't go up there and sing something that i don't relate to (laughs) yeah and that that again is very unique for metal bands i mean because you you do have a lot of bands that sing about you know satan or you know Mm -hmm. whatever you know whatever metal metal thing you want to sing about you know the northern darkness or whatever (laughs) Uh, but but yeah you're actually singing about your real life experiences which i think is is Mm -hmm. pretty cool and pretty unique you know does that uh is that ever is it ever difficult to to perform some of the some of the songs because it's so personal? Hundred percent. Um, <laughs> and writing, I feel like writing them is sometimes even more difficult because I have to put myself back in that place once again, and it's like I have to relive whatever trauma I had already gone through. But it is nice in a way because it's therapeutic. It's almost like I'm like understanding more about how I'm feeling because I'll go into a song thinking it's about one thing and then come out of it and be like, Oh, that's what I was writing about. That's how I Uh. feel about this situation with lost in a soul. I was in such denial about that song being about me. Mm. And then we were on the L storm tour and I was performing it. And then the one night it clicked and I was like, this song is about me. <laughs> wow. This is it, totally about me. It took just performing it again and again to to come to that realization. Huh? Yep. Sometimes it just clicks. Like even uh, writing Ruthless Bloodline, I didn't really realize the core of like what I was writing about until I really dug deep into it and realized that it's about like neurodivergency. <laughs> oh, wow. And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So even like listening back to that and certain lyrics in that song i just laugh because i'm like how did i just not know (laughs) i was in such a denial even like down to the chorus um is talking about masking in situations and i literally say the word mask in it and like um it's yeah it's just very yeah it's funny that i don't realize it until that point (laughs) yeah i mean that's that's cool. You're just you're just kind of pouring your heart into the into the lyrics and, you know, mm-hmm. realizing stuff about yourself later on. That's impressive. For sure. Sometimes it's um jarring, but for the most part, it's nice. It's therapeutic. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. It sounds like it'd be cathartic in, in some ways. Um, yeah. Like yeah. It, it's kind of like putting a mirror at, I don't know, your darkest things the things you hate about yourself you know and just like putting it 
on um, a spotlight, especially with like all of Chasing Euphoria is what I did. There was like everything that I was struggling with, everything that I hated about myself. I decided to like look dead in the face and be like, I'm going to write about this finally. <laughs> I'm done ignoring it. <laughs> that, that takes a lot of courage and bravery to, to yes. do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of crying. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, sure there, I'm sure there's a lot of that too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what can you tell us about the tour and the live show? Like what can fans expect when they see you live? Um, expect a lot of energy. Um, a lot of interaction, a lot of um yeah, we're we are a really energetic band on stage and we like to goof around. Like I know the songs are really serious, but we're basically anything but on stage <laughs> where right. we're yeah. smiling and laughing and getting involved with people and jumping around so yeah it's it's a fun time it's, it's like a party and then we'll always be at merch too so okay. either before the set or after the set we'll always be there to hang out with everybody and meet everybody so unless we're in the shower or eating food for the first time that day <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, Basically. you gotta, gotta, gotta eat the food and, you know, gotta, gotta, exactly. get, gotta get the showers in, especially for the other members of the band that gotta yes. be in the van with you for who knows how long. So exactly. That's <laughs> super important when you're on tour to shower. Um, yes. Yeah. Doesn't always happen, but it's important. <laughs> yeah, it's, when you can get it, it's definitely important. Yeah. Yeah. So very cool. <laughs> I, I, I like that. Uh, I like that there's fun involved, you know, again, like, you know, this mm -hmm. is unique, unique for metal. I think sometimes metal bands take themselves a little too seriously. So, um, you know, to have serious music, but to have fun with it. I mean, nobody wants to go to a show and just stand. I mean, maybe some metalheads do. They want to stand there with their arms crossed <laughs> and and judge you. But, you know, I think mm -hmm. people really want to go to a show and take their mind off the world and, and have a great experience. So um for sure like, that's what we're yeah. that's what we're there for that's what the album's about too you know being yeah. like chasing being euphoria moment. yeah exactly exactly yeah. chasing what makes you feel alive and stuff right and that's what concerts do they make you feel alive <laughs> and in the moment right on well <laughs> the album comes out uh march 15th um on atomic fire records the tour starts march 22nd in cape coral like i said just a couple hours away from uh tampa where we're recording this now Krista, what else? What else can you tell us? <laughs> what, what can you leave I us think, with? I think like we covered basically everything. Just um, yeah, just a big thank you to everybody who's listening. Thank you for supporting us, and um, I hope you like the new album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure people will. Uh, so where can where can people find you online? Where can they find the band? Um, you know, if they want to connect with you or you know, hopefully not stalk you, but be a fan. Um, where where would they find um, you? We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify. If you really want to connect with us on a more personal level, we do have a Patreon and we do have Discord as well. So those two places will be um, like a more intimate setting with us. Shout out. I'll, I'll definitely join the Discord. I'm like, yeah. I'm I'm in so many Discords that my Discord <laughs> app is like nuts. But I I would I will join that and and participate. Hell for sure. yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll see you in the Discord then. Perfect. Thank you so much for for your time. We really appreciate you being on the show. And, um, you know, hopefully maybe we'll see you in Cape Coral. Who knows? And uh, for next, sure. next tour, <laughs> tell your tell your agent you got to come to Tampa. You have to. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. yes, you missed us on Ailstorm. That's where we went. Oh man, <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't good. hip then, but I'm hip now. Yeah. So yeah, definitely not. Gonna, That's what matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely won't miss it next time. So uh, next time you come through, we'll have you actually come into the the studio, and we'll do a we'll do a follow up. Hell yeah, sounds good. Cool. All right, right on. Well, um, right. thanks so much. Thank you. You pronounce it Lutharo. Lutharo. Lutharo.